November 23rd, 2021, this morning's class is dedicated in, memor- in loving memory of Hanabat bat Rachel by the Levi family, Tehinish Matasir Rabbi Sror HaChayim. We're in Masechet Rosh Kaf Amud Aleph, and we're five lines from the bottom, five words onto the line. The Gemara says, Rava Amar Hadetane Rabar Bar Shemuel Aherim Hi. The statement of Rabba Bar Shemuel, which of course will require that we just refresh our memory, it's the, really the opinion of Aherim. In other words, it shouldn't challenge the earlier opinion of Ula, statement of Ula, because it's a minority opinion not accepted by all. Who are Ula? What is the opinion? What's the statement of Rabba Bar Shemuel? If you recall, Ula, who ended the day for us last week and began the day for us yesterday, arrived from Eretz Yisrael and he told B'nai Bavel, he told the people living in Bavel, you should know, and I don't think you appreciate, the Tibuta, all the goodness, which those in Eretz Yisrael, the Sanhedrin, the Beit of that time period more specifically, has done for you. Because after all, they established a full month of Elul, they made it a Chodesh Me'ubar, and by so doing, they prevented from you, well, the Gemara doesn't tell us explicitly in Ula's statement, they did for you some good. The Gemara, of course, debated. What was the good? Was it Yarkaya? Was it for the vegetables? Was it alternatively the Metaya? In order to uh, deal with the decomposition of dead bodies. That was the statement of Ula. Then yesterday, we noticed, we saw in the Gemara a challenge to that statement. The challenge came from Rabba Bar Shemuel. Tane Rabba Bar Shemuel. The statement of Rabba Bar Shemuel went as follows. Basing himself on the pasuk of Hachodesh Hazet Lachem, Kazet, like this, Re'evekadesh, sanctify the month, the statement seemed to be there's no fixing up months. You can fix up a year, you can establish an extra month in a year in order to, to make certain that the uh, months and uh, seasons are aligned with one another, but there's no such thing as fixing up a month. You look at the moon, if you found the crescent of the moon, you establish it. We took away your table, you haven't been here so long. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we establish it based on vision of the moon. There's no fixing it. That's what we were struggling with yesterday. We saw one answer that perhaps we distinguished between adding a day, a chodesh me'ubar, or quote, subtracting a day. We supported that with a statement from Rabbi Hanan as well. But now, the Gemara's stab at it right now, that of Rava, is to argue that that challenge from Rabbah Bar Shemuel, again, the challenge which stated, we don't add extra days onto months or subtract, Either one, neither one is appropriate because ultimately speaking, if you see the crescent of the moon, you don't see the crescent of the moon at the beginning of the month, you can't be Mekadesh, you can't be Ma'abeh, you can't be Mekadesh. We're going to base it on that. Well, the Gemara says that statement really is a minority opinion. It's the opinion of Aherim, who are Aherim. Aherim, the Gemara Masechet Horayot and Dafyot Gimal, seems to state clearly is the opinion of Rabbi Meir, based on a Ma'aseh Shehaya over there. So as the Gemara, they began to call him the other one. In other words, not much of a uh, positive light on his name going from there onward. Tosafot elsewhere, Masechet Berachot suggests it's not always Rabbi Meir. Irrespective of that, it's not the mainstream opinions what the Gemara suggests. Who are Aherim? Detanya, as the Beraita tells us, Aherim Omrim, and Ben Aseret Laaseret Ven. We've seen this opinion, we've discussed this opinion in the past, and it goes as follows. Since the lunar year has 354 days in it, easy math over here, if we're to divide 354 by 7, 
of course, we'll have 50 weeks with a remainder of four. 350 divided by seven, this much I can even do, I think, is 50, right? 350 divided by seven is 50. That means you'll have 50 clean weeks, and then you'll have four additional days, which therefore means that Rosh Hashanah this year will be divided next year or separated next year in terms of day of the week let by four days. That's it. If today, Rosh Hashanah, this year Rosh Hashanah was on Monday, it'll be four days later next year, and so too by Atzeret Shavuot and any and every other day of the week on the lunar calendar. If it's a Shana Me'uberet, if there's an uh, additional uh, uh, month in the year, an Adar Rishon, so then we'll add an extra day as well, because in such a circumstance you have 30 days, you're adding an additional day to that calculation in terms of uh, coordinating the days of the week. What does that have to do with our issue? Well, fundamentally, that's based on the fact that we have a perfect symmetry of months, we're going to go from Chodesh Malé to Haseh to Malé to Haseh, which means to say every month is going to be established as 30 days, 29 days, 30 days, 29 days. It's very much the way our calendars appear today. Well, the Gemara suggests, therefore, that the opinion earlier of Rabbah Bar Shemuel, which, who told us that uh, you won't establish a month uh, you, based on your own tikkun, in other words, you won't establish a month based on your knowledge, your vision of how I want to fix this up. That's specifically following the opinion of Ahirim. Ahirim says we have an established monthly calendar. Our calendar will always be from 30 days to 29 days, 30 days to 29 days. There's no fixing that. There's no changing it. It has to work out that every year is only separated in terms of days of the week from the past one, four days or sometimes five days. Therefore, we have a certain rigidity. The statement of Ula, Ula came back from Eretz Yisrael and he said, we fixed up the month in order to establish, in order to avoid all these sorts of matters. He's not following that opinion. Again, what's that? Oh, so you don't need to follow that opinion. In other words, if you follow that opinion, your calendar, you can open up your calendar right now. As, it's set. 29.30, 29.30, 29.30, like today's calendar. Ula came back from Eretz Yisrael and he said, no, no, we added on an extra day. Added on an extra day, let me go take out my, uh, my yeshiva calendar. My yeshiva calendar is all thrown off now. Your yeshiva calendar is based on Ahirim. It's based on Bimeir. Ula was not following the opinion of Ahirim. There's only going to be four days every single year because it's established. And then change it. You're right. So Judah says, all right, so what maybe Ula was doing, keep in mind it's the last month in the year and not so easy to do. You know, he had to see that from earlier, which he could have, and then fixed it up beforehand. But the assumption is, for good reason, the assumption is when we have this four-day differentiation, it comes with it that every month is established. You're right. The statement in and of itself doesn't suggest that. It just suggests you can have four days separated. You can have to have six and six. The assumption is that it's six and six in a very orderly, rigid fashion. And as a result, that's... It's Hillel Hazakin. It's not really Hillel Hazakin. Hillel, the later Hillel. That's uh, fourth century. This is this is preceding that. That's late. That's late. Yes. Correct. Charles says, if you were listening carefully to the statement of Rabbah Bar Shemuel, and you were listening to it in the literal sense, the way I certainly was describing it, it's Kazereva Kadesh. You have to look at the moon. You can't play with this because you have to see the moon and establish it based on the moon. 
That's right, it's a derasha. It's more a derasha, the Gemara is suggesting, than an actual reality. Because if a Kadesh is saying, you must establish it appropriately. Right? You have to establish it appropriately, as I've said to you. It's generally speaking going to be appropriate because you're dealing with 29 and a half days. So it's always going to be appropriate. But the point is there's no playing with it. It has to be appropriate. And the suggestion of the Gemara is that's the Bimeir. Appropriate is 29.30, 29.30 without any rigidity. Point taken. I gave some thought to that as well. Yeah. They can. The assumption is, if you have this four-day differentiation, you are rigid. You are rigid in the respect that there's no changing months. That's the suggestion of the Gemara. Nothing more, nothing less. You're right. Fundamentally, they should be able to disagree. They should be able to agree with one another. But the, the, it, alternatively, what the Gemara is assuming is, if you have this four-day differentiation, the Hachamim established the calendar in such a fashion that they don't want any more changing. They don't want changing. They want it to be established. You always, you're only adding one more day on a leap year. Okay. According to this, that's correct. According to this, that's what would be happening. That's, that's what it has to be. That's why it's five days. I said 30, should have said 29. Yeah. Yes. Important question. Important question, which is a question we won't fully address. What we, I'll, I'll, I'll address it. I will address it when we, when we deal with the Gemara. Yeah. So when we get to the Gemara and Dafkafa Mudbet, we will deal with not your question, but the Gemara will start to talk about Yom Tov Sheni Shel Galiot. So I'll address this issue at that time. I will remind you how I know, I know, I know. I will remind you though the Gemara in Masechet Besa at the very beginning makes clear to us that it was not relevant in terms of actually being uncertain about the proper date in the time all the way back, the Gemara time, they were fully aware of it prior to the Gemara time, and nonetheless their statement is which means to say as much as we've been taught and we state it's because of it's not actually for some 1700 years it hasn't been because of Safik, and nonetheless it's still halakha. but you're right Quote, logically, rationally, all right, so then we should do away with it. It's not your novelty, it's not our novelty. The Gemara had this, uh, this point 1,700 plus years ago in which they suggested, we have nonetheless accepted it. It has kulot as a result, of course, because we're not actually, not actually misupak. Therefore, there are certain leniencies that apply to Yom Tov Sheni that don't apply to Yom Tov Rishon, but it's Minhagavotein pretty much stuck in place. Says the Gemara here, okay, so that's the Gemara statement. Again, just one more time. It's really just the minority opinion, the opinion of Meir. Of course, I say minority with a smirk because it's the opinion we seem to follow today. As the Beraita says, It's of course, Aseret is a reference to Shavuot, but by extension means any holiday. Roshana being Aleph Tishrei, El Arbayamim Bilvadim Hayeta Shanami Uberet. If you're adding on an extra month, according to his Aherim's tradition and establishment, it's going to be a 29 day month. And in turn, you're only going to be adding one extra day, El Hamisha. Says the Gemara onward, Ravdimi Minahar Dea Matne Ibcha. 
Rav Dimi, who hailed from Nehardea, he matne, he taught ipcha, which means to say a statement we saw earlier, we actually saw it yesterday, that of Rabbi Yohanan, he had flipped. Well, let's see how it's flipped, and you might in turn remember the earlier statement. It went like this, me'ayimin al ha'edim. Remember that? It's pretty much the way we ended our discussion yesterday. It's with the threatening nature of the betin to the witnesses. Well, what's the statement over here? Al hodeshelonir abizmano lekadesho. They would never, the Bedin, uh, force witnesses, or rather, threaten witnesses on a month which was not seen in order to establish it as Kiddusha Hod, in order to do Kiddusha Hod, in other words, on day 30. They would not turn to the witnesses on day 30 and ask them to testify. Excuse me, one more time. Me'ayimin, they would, that's the statement from yesterday, right? The statement, the initial Rabbi Yohanan we had was, as, as, as I just said, rather, this statement goes as follows. Me'ayimin, you would threaten the witnesses, you would push them, you'd coerce them in order to be mekadesh, in order to, on day 30, establish it as Rosh Chodesh. However, en me'ayimin al ha'yedim al chodesh le'abero. You would not alternatively try to coerce them from testifying in order to establish it as a 30-day month instead of a 31-day month. So let me repeat the statement. In order to establish Kiddusha Chodesh, which means to push up the next month, to establish it on day 30 instead of day 31, that's what you would push the witnesses into. Of course, Judah asked yesterday, it sounds a little dishonest, but we're trying to establish establish this appropriately. That's how we'd push them into it. We would not push them, however, in a circumstance where we wanted to add an extra day on but the moon was already seen by them, we would accept their testimony and not push them to the next day. If you understand, understood the logic yesterday, it was easy for us to understand. What's that? Well, that's what the Gemara is going to suggest right now. That's right. If you, but again, yesterday we understood it went as follows. The issue was you can't be mekadesh et ha-hodesh until there's actually a moon out. That was the suggestion from the Gemara yesterday. And as a result, you could coerce them an extra day because after all, on the extra day, you walk outside and, well, there's the moon. If the moon's there, so it may have been there yesterday, may have been already been, been seen yesterday, but the fact that we pushed them a day later doesn't, doesn't appear, doesn't feel as uh, much an issue because I'm able to say, I saw the moon and I see the moon. Alternatively, to push them to testify earlier, as with the Gemara, based on Rabbi Yohanan, based on our discussion yesterday, felt inappropriate. Over here, it's the complete opposite. You're pushing them to testify earlier. Go outside. You see a moon outside? I don't see a moon outside. You're not allowing the Din alternatively, to push them to later. Why not? Why would you flip this in terms of What's the internal logic of this? Says the Gemara, my ta'ama, what would be the reason over here? Hai keshikra, hai la keshikra. It has nothing to do with, quote, whether the moon is already out, bizman kidusha chodesh, but at the time of establishing Rosh Chodesh. It rather has to do with what other people will see and say. Mehzeh means to see or to be seen. Shikra, of course, means a lie. In other words, the suggestion of the Gemara is it, it goes like this. If 
On day 29, we establish it as Rosh Chodesh, when Morris turns to the Beit Din and he says, I didn't see a new moon. I was like, right, you didn't see a new moon, but we got witnesses who came and they saw, they saw the crescent. Your eyes are not so good. You weren't in the right location, so forth. All right, he doesn't think that's a lie. He says, okay, I guess I just didn't see it. What if alternatively, Morris starts barging down the, the, the doors, uh, banging down the doors of Beit Din. He says, I'm sorry, Beit Din, I saw the moon on day 30. What are you waiting until day 31? So excuse me, sir, we don't have proper witness. No, I want to be a witness. And there's a buzz in the air and everyone starts talking about that. That's mehzeh shikra. In other words, it looks wrong when the people have potentially seen the moon already and we're delaying it to the next day as much as we want to do it, as much as it'll help us in terms of establishing the holidays of the month, as much as it'll be important for us to do so, mehzeh shikra. We don't want the people talking and exposing it. What's that? You're covering tracks and in turn looks wrong. So the suggestion has the flip of yesterday. Yesterday was, so to speak, internally honest, so to speak. In other words, we might be pushing it to day 31 as establishing that as Rosh Chodesh, even though, quote, 30 could have been. But when you're 31, there is a moon. And, you know, internally we could say, we did right. We were straight. This one is, well, how does it appear to other people? It's an interesting flip on this. Those, what's that? Same type of issue. And so forth. Again, the authority is granted, seems clear according to this, either way. We just don't want it to look wrong. Says the Gemara. No, the, the, I said Rosh Chodesh established on day 31. I, I've messed up this a lot of times today. I think I got it right. Day 31 established as Rosh Chodesh, meaning it was a 30-day month, or Rosh Chodesh established on day 30, meaning it was a 29-day month. I've, I've, in the past, if you listen carefully, I mess that up all the time. I say 29 and 30, as you just said, but that's wrong. It's 29 days and it's 30 is the Rosh Chodesh, or 30 days and 31 is the Rosh Chodesh. So correct accordingly. What's that? Today. Yeah. Says the Gemara onward, says the Gemara, Amar Shemuel, Shemuel had the following bold and clear exclamation about himself, Yachilna, Yachilna, Ana, in Aramaic is I, Yachilna, I could, letakune lekula gola. He said, I could establish the calendar for all of the gola. I, with my knowledge of how the moon uh, orbits the earth, I could establish with my vision up ahead, I could fix this whole thing. We won't need any we won't have any debates. I know how the holidays align. I know the appropriate way in which I could establish the months and years up ahead without any problem. It's a bold, clear statement, but he says, I have the knowledge. The response of this rabbi to Shemuel went like this. He says, Shemuel, I like your statement, very bold, very courageous. However, I just want to make certain. Do you know the following beraita statement of the rabbis in what's called sotaibur? Sotaibur are words that are used in several places in the Gemara, and it refers to, as Rabbi Hananel points out, the traditions of the rabbis with regards to how to do kiddusha chodesh, with regards to how to envision the orbit of the moon to the earth. Which means to say, we have a collection separate from you know the regular mishnayot in, that we have presented in the Gemara, uh, beraitot known as sotaibur. 
ibur. They're not a sod in the respect that it's mystical. They're sod in the respect that you're dealing with a tradition which was passed down. Do you know the following statement and do you know how to explain it? That was taught in the Beraita of Sod Ibur. It says in Sod Ibur, Nolad Kodim Hasot or Nolad Ahar Hasot. It's a cryptic statement. Now the word nolad, of course, means to be born. If you've ever been to an Ashkenazic knis, shul, on Shabbat Mevarchim, Shabbos Mevarchim, so the uh, gabai or the hazan or the rabbi will get up and when they do the kiddush or the bekata hodesh, they say the molad will be. They're talking about the nolad. Nolad refers, and then they have a whole calculation which nobody understands. Nobody knows what they're talking about. You sit there, it's in order for people to understand, but nobody knows what they're talking about. I'm certain nobody ever knew what they were talking about. Certainly the person who announces it doesn't know what they're talking about. So it goes. Nolad, again, I little, I understand very little in this, but my understanding of what the nolad, what the molad as they refer to it is, is as follows. You see the moon which orbits the earth and has behind it, so to speak, uh, the, the sun, at the time when the moon is parallel to the earth with the sun behind it, that's the time where you won't be able to see the moon because you don't have the reflection of the sun on it. It's at that time we call it, quote, the birth of the new month, the birth of the new moon. That's the 29 and a half days. Every 29 and a half days, that's what's going to happen in terms of our orbits. So the statement in turn over here, that's not, keep in mind, how we establish Rosh Chodesh. It is the establishment of Rosh Chodesh. It's not how we establish Rosh Chodesh. After all, what did God say to Moshe, according to our understanding? Look at the crescent. The crescent is only seen later on. The new moon, quote unquote, comes about when you can't see it. Afterwards, as it begins its orbit around Earth, well, now you can see it. Now the crescent becomes visible. We'll touch on that a little bit more in the Gemara forward. But the statement over here in turn is something. We don't understand it. Neither did Shimuel, at least at this juncture, that you should know. Shimuel, are you familiar with? Do you know how to explain the statement that nolad kodem hasot or nolad ahar hasot? That there's a difference between if the new moon, quote unquote, comes about, is born before or after midday, Shemuel responds, Amar le, lo. So Shemuel, no, I, I don't know what that is. Says the rabbi speaking to Shemuel, Amar le, mor. If you don't know this, it stands to reason there are many other traditions that you don't know about. So you might be a baki in terms of your astronomy, but I, I don't think you're, you're suited for the role of Tikkun HaChodashim for Kol B'nei HaGola. Keep in mind, Shemuel's specific issue, if you recall at the very beginning, I didn't call attention to that, was for the Gola. Why is he nervous about the Gola? What about Eretz Yisrael? Of course, in Eretz Yisrael, it's closer. You have less of a fear. You don't have a Yom Tov Sheni, as, as Charles mentioned. You don't have those sorts of issues because we're right there. You can get the word out very quickly. We don't necessarily need an established calendar. It's outside. And Shemuel, if you don't know this, I'm not certain I want you establishing this. Kisalikr Bizera, as Bizera went to Eretz Israel when he went to Eretz Israel. We assume he went to Eretz Israel to study, to learn Torah with Rabbi Yohanan from Bavel. But he's now sending back letters, his postcards, his, uh, his uh, I don't know, his, we would say emails today, texts to his uh, friends in Bavel. So he sent them, maybe a telegram, Shalah lehu, he taught them, I learned two new things in Eretz Israel already. Sarich sheyehe laila viyom min hadash. Ve'zoshe amar Aba Avuhader bi Samlai Mehashevin et Toldato 
נולד קודם חסות בידו שנראה סמוך לשקיעת החמה, לא נולד קודם חסות בידו שלא נראה סמוך לשקיעת החמה. So he taught them two matters. The first we'll mention briefly and return to it in the Gemara. The second one is a return to that statement we said, the cryptic, difficult to understand statement of earlier. The first statement goes as follows. צריך שיהיה לילה ויום מן החדש, which means to say, again, we have this new moon, so to speak. The moon isn't changing, but we mean new moon in terms of its orbit around Earth, right? So the new moon must be visible at night and then the next day. In other words, if at night you saw, quote, the old moon, prior to it being concealed in its orbit around Earth and blocking the sun, so to speak, and in the daytime it was birthed the new moon, and the witnesses see the new moon only during the daytime, that's not Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh needs to begin at night, and then of course extend into the day. The third Perek. You're not going to be Mekadesh et HaChodesh Balayla, but you needed to have had a vision at night, right, in order to establish it during the day as well. Now, if you saw, quote, the old moon at night, important questions which we will address, although, unfortunately, I won't fully be able to understand, but we'll address them in the Gemara. Again, I, I, will, I will remind you all that, unfortunately, my astronomical knowledge is very deficient. I will tell you as well, I imagine up ahead there's going to be some sort of Morris attachment in our chat, like 60 pages. That's right. Morris is going to do the research on this. He's going to tell us how exactly the moon and sun work. There are, there are really hundreds and thousands of pages written, of course, generally speaking, astronomically, but specifically in the context of Torah halacha, how the hachamim understood it, how our halacha understands it. We're going to just, as I said, just touch on the most basics in the Gemara. Unfortunately, it's not because I'm concealing the rest from you, it's because it's concealed from me. Anyway, so here it is, Kisalik Rabbi again, Shalach Lehu, he sends to his friends, to his rabbis, his colleagues in Bavel, Sarich, the first thing I learned is, Sarich sheyehe layla v'yomina hadash. You have to understand, the night and then the following day, those need to be both the revelation of the new moon. If at night it was the old moon, you need to wait until the next day for it to be Rosh Chodesh. And furthermore, he sent to them, that was the statement we saw earlier, who, you remember, Shemuel was very clear and very bold in his statement, I could fix the whole thing, and the response was, really, do you know the difference between before and after Hasot? What's this before and after Hasot business? We establish or we determine the Toleda, meaning the Nolad, the birth of that new moon, and we determine Nolad Kodem Hasot, if it took place, and based on our calculations, before Hatzot, before midday, Biadua, it's clear, it'll be known to us that at least in Israel, that you'll then see the new moon before Shkiyat Hama. The assumption is Hatzot Ayom, Hatzot Ayom. It, the Nolad, if the Nolad took place in midday, yeah. The assumption is in the six hours following the Nolad, there's no vision of the moon. There's no vision of the moon. So the only way you're going to see the moon before Shkiyat Hamad, before the sunset of that, next, of that day, is if, it, if, is if it originated, so to speak, if it was born before Hatzot Ayom. That's the assumption over here. Lo nolad kodem Hatzot, if it didn't, quote, take place, it didn't uh, align itself, or let's call it, wasn't birthed before Hatzot, 
So, and it was after Hasot, so the moon you're seeing is the old moon. You're not seeing the new moon if you saw a moon. Hamas says the Gemara, really, what's the difference over here? Is this an astronomy lesson? Ultimately speaking, we, as A.B. said earlier, we're just going to ask the witnesses, what do you see? You saw the moon. If you saw the moon before Shkiata Hama, so clearly it was no light. I mean, you're telling me it's physically impossible. It's astronomically impossible for the moon, the new moon, to be seen before sunset if it was born after midday. There will be. Of course, there's going to be a difference in terms of hasot and in terms of the hours as well. When I say six, I'm talking about sha'otzmaniot in its most simple sense. Say it again. It had to have been seen at night and then during the day. That's the statement over here. It needed to start at night and you needed to then see it during the day. Certainly, certainly no betin at night, but you have, have had to see it at night and then you're going to establish it during the day. Says the Gemara over here, what's the difference? What's coming out of this? Ultimately speaking, we're talking to the witnesses. Witnesses, did you see the moon before Shkiata Hama? You saw it before Shkiata Hama? Fantastic. I mean, what's, what's our issue? So now we need to go and do the establishment. We need to open up our mathematical, astronomical books in the Betin and determine when was the Nolad. They need to, in the Ashkenazic synagogues, announce on Shabbat when the Nolad. Who cares when the Nolad was? We're not determining based on the Nolad, says the Gemara. It's to uh, contradict. Sahadeh refers to witnesses. If witnesses walk into court and they say, we saw the moon... Before sunset, they said, really? That's interesting because based on our calculations, it was impossible. No, but we saw it. Impossible, sorry. And that is verified information that we can contradict them with. Again, we're going to be determining it based on the final word of the witnesses. We're going to check those witnesses. But if you have astronomical data, which the Gemara is providing you with, according to their understanding, that the new moon could not have been seen if it was born after mid midday. And you know when the new moon was about. What's that? Yes, they had that worked out. That's, in a, in, according to their calculations, a very precise way. The whole scene was really ceremonial. Yes, for all intents and purposes, which of course raises the question, so then why does Harambam say that when we have Yemot HaMashiach, when we make our way back to Eretz Israel, we're going to go back to it. Ultimately speaking, we have an even more quote-unquote precise way of determining. But yes, this is the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us in the Torah. And empower the people in this respect and perhaps even add to their involvement, so to speak, with nature. But yes, 100%. They knew when the Nolad was and then you're just waiting for the witnesses to come. Keep in mind as well that if we want the witnesses to testify like that, we won't contradict them, even with our knowledge. So, you know, there's, it goes both ways. Yes, there, there is. I mean, you know, I, I know it surprises people sometimes, these sorts of circumstances, but let's be honest. I mean, it's a system which is going to be seeking and setting forth truth. Truth sometimes will have to have a certain, a certain appropriate manipulation and creativity. Okay, says the Gemara, let's just read a few more words over here. Amar Rbizera, a difficult statement, which I will not astronomically prove to you, but I'll read it to you and explain it to you based on Rashi. Amar Bizera, Amar Rav Nahman. So Rbizera, the same Rbizera, said in the name of Rav Nahman, Kafdalit Sha'e, the 24 hours, Mikhse Sihara. 24 hours the moon is concealed. This is a reference to the period in between, quote, the old moon 
and the new moon. There'll be a 24 day, uh, hour period during which you won't see a moon. Again, what will initially be visible at the beginning of the month? A crescent. We know the crescent symbol, right? So that's what you're going to see, but for 24 hours you won't see the moon as w- at all. Lididan, what's that? Why? Twenty-four hours, and the moon you saw last night, you're not seeing anything the next day. Well, that's no. Again, the you're moon. You, well, that's the point. If you saw it last night, then you saw the old moon, right? I mean, that, that's exactly the point. The statement over here. So, but the Gemara says over here, Lididan for us in Babel, Shit me'atika mehadeta. In this concealed time of the moon. Six of them will be the first six hours that the moon is concealed from us. It will be when, quote, it's the old moon. The next 18 hours of concealed moon will be we haven't yet seen the new moon. What's our threshold? That time of the nolad. The six hours initially, now keep in mind, Bavil is to the east of Eretz Israel. So we're envisioning the moon, it appears, as moving from the east to the west, and as a result, in terms of its orbit, and as I understand it, and as a result, we'll first have concealed six from the old moon, so to speak, and then the next 18 hours, we won't see the new moon. Lididu, but those in Eris Israel, shit mehadeta, they'll be concealed, concealed from them will be six hours from the beginning of the new moon, vetimnesare me'atika, but the old moon, they'll be missing 18 hours of vision of it. Either way you slice it, we'll both, again, the moon is orbiting around, we'll both be missing vision sight of a moon during this time of the switching of the moon. Who cares? Again, ultimately speaking, all we're interested in in this context is, you might be in the east, you might be in the west, ultimately speaking, there's going to be this 24-hour period. I don't even care about any of that. All I care about is whether witnesses came in and told me there's a new moon. This is not an astronomy lesson. What's the issue of here? It's another one of these statements. We're going to turn to the witnesses. We're going to say to them, okay, so you saw the new moon when exactly? And that correlates to when you saw the old moon. How? There has to be a 24-hour gap in between. If there's not a 24-hour gap in between, if they will testify, we saw the old moon and the new moon within 24 hours, we will say to them, your edut is mukheshet mine'ube. It has a self-contradictory statement and in turn we won't accept them. What have we established in the Gemara today? Again, we return to Ula. We talked about Rabbah Bar Shemuel. We established on those matters a, a an added dimension, the opinion of Ahirim. We went back to the statement of Rabbi Yohanan and we flipped it and talked about the concept of Mehzeke Shikra. We talked about Shimuel's statement, his bold statement of he knows how the astronomical uh, the calculations and realities work. We had the rebuttal. He, you don't know how to explain this. We had the understandings, two of Rabbi Zera from Eretz Israel in terms of his understandings. Number one, he told us that it has to be the new moon was visible at night and then again during the day. And number two, he told told us uh, this statement that we saw earlier of hasot ayom being a threshold with regards to uh, with regards to visibility of the new moon before shkiata hama and lastly we understood somewhat, albeit in a tenuous fashion, we understood there's going to be 24 hours of concealed moon in between these two, and it's going to differ uh, in terms of what's being concealed, in terms of the specific 
time periods that are being concealed for those in Bavil as opposed to those in Eretz Yisrael. Of course, it has to do with the orbit of the moon. If you're in the east, it's going to be different hours which are concealed as opposed to in the west. But in both circumstances, ultimately speaking, it's going to be a full 24 hours of con- concealment. Baruch Adonai, le'olam, amen, amen.